everyone, and welcome to episode 13 of Primo's Playlist Season 3. My name is Prim, and just like last time, I'll be analyzing 5 underrated Korean songs and recommending them based on your taste in K-pop. I could not book an actual recording space in time for this episode's release, so I am recording this in my dorm for today. Apologies for any background noise, and apologies to my roommates for the noise. Speaking of noise, today's theme is brass instruments. Trumpets, trombones, saxophones, all of these instruments and more create bold sounds perfectly suited for anything from soothing jazz tracks to triumphant badass pop themes a la Blackpink's Kill This Love. With how versatile and recognizable they are, it's no wonder they make such a good theme for today's playlist. Every song on the playlist today uses brass instruments in some way, from looping lo-fi samples to synth brass hooks to saxophone solos. Heck, we even have one full-on instrumental jazz piece in here, time signature changes and all. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's pull up the playlist! Our first song today is Hong Yo Shin Chong by Pastel Girls, currently at 9.7k views on Warner Music Korea. Technically, this was released a little bit too long ago for this episode, but it's such an interesting song I could not talk about it. After a few measures of acoustic guitar, the song quickly leaps into an upbeat instrumental section with steady percussion and a synth brass lead. Throughout the song, the instrumental emphasizes every other eighth note, literally the upbeats, giving the whole song a bouncy feel. Interestingly, apart from the short bits of singing during the previous instrumental section, the first verse is sung in a harsh, throaty timbre which slides around a lot in pitch. From what I can tell, I think these vocals are based on pansori, a very old Korean performance style we talked about last episode. Given that the music video, lyrics, and even title are all based on a Korean folktale, the tale of Shincheong, it makes sense that this song would draw from Korean storytelling music. The vocals during the pre-chorus are sung in more of a standard K-pop cute concept style before the chorus kicks in, going back to minimal vocals and a prominent synth brass melody. The whole song is a seriously interesting mix of bouncy, almost electro-swing-esque ADM and pansori stylings. If you thought last episode's Trot Meets Pansori fusion Hanman and Bibimbap was cool, you're going to be blown away by this one. If we ignore the pansori elements though, there are a couple songs which are a near-perfect match for Honyo Shinchan. The transition from an acoustic guitar opener to a synth brass lead is seriously similar to Boom Boom by Momoland, and the synth choices throughout the rest of the song remind me a lot of BAM by that same group. Honestly, Hongyo Shincheong just gives off Momoland meets Pansori vibes in general, so if you're a Momoland stan who wants to play around a bit with genre, Hongyo Shincheong is the perfect song for you. How about song number 2? With 7.7k views on Ogam Entertainment, next up we've got Dizzy by WAO, or maybe WOW, not sure. We start off with deep bass kicks, clanging guitar chords, and a cute little whistle synth, all at a breakneck pace. The verse backs up strong singing with a thick percussion line mixed with faint, semi-muted guitar, and fitting with today's theme, frequent brass stings of varying pitches. The pre-chorus layers steadily accelerating claps over a deep bass line before returning to the verse's general instrumentation style for the chorus, though obviously boosted up a bit. Even the bridge keeps the energy up, pushing the faint guitar from earlier to the forefront and bringing back those steady bass kicks from the introduction. All in all, this is a super energetic song, hype in a happy way, ready to make you get up and dance as soon as you hear it come on. Dizzy is kind of like a combination between Idol by BTS and Left and Right by Seventeen. 
Just like Idol, Dizzy has an energetic feeling which comes from its percussion-focused instrumental and use of brass, though in Idol it definitely reads more synthy. And heck, both songs even have an OOO type of post-chorus, if that makes sense. But the tempo, actual percussion used, and background guitars remind me a lot of Left and Right. So if Idol and Left and Right are both on your hype-up playlist, consider adding Dizzy in there too. Song free, please. Song number three today is Imago by Park Joo Hyun, with 550 views on Music and New. This is a fully instrumental jazz piece, no vocals anywhere. Instead, the main melody is played on a trombone. After counting in for one measure with a hi-hat, we launch straight into that main melody, backed up by steady but upbeat drums, a melodic bass line, occasional little bits of piano, and other horns playing in counterpoint, almost taking the role of backup vocals. One thing that really stood out to me about this song is the time signature changes. Though most of the song is in 4-4, there is a section which alternates between 4-4 and 3-4 every other measure. Playing with time signature is a staple of jazz, but it's definitely not something you hear in a lot of other styles of music, especially ones usually covered on this podcast. I also really liked the floaty, bridge-like section a little under halfway into the song, basically just a trombone solo interspersed with smaller percussion samples, before building up with quiet drums and soft bass. It adds a lot of dynamic range to this song, keeping you wondering what's coming next. It was tricky for me to come up with good recommendations to go along with Imago since, well, it's a completely different genre of music. Thankfully, there are a few K-pop songs which draw inspiration from jazz and have some musical similarities to Imago. Songs like Mr. Ambiguous by Mamamoo, My Star by Lee Hee, and I Don't Mind by Boa all have horn-centric, upbeat, and not-too-heavily-swung jazz instrumentals reminiscent of Imago, though obviously they sing the melody instead of playing it on the trombone. So if you like Mr. Ambiguous, My Star, and I Don't Mind, and want to get deeper into Korean jazz, check out Imago. How about song number four? Alright, this is Way by Wavy Cake featuring Hearts and Ovis at 2200 views on Genie Music. I should note it's titled as Gilway on YouTube, but it's just listed as Way on Spotify, and Gil literally means Way, so I'm just gonna call it Way. Shifting gears away from all these super energetic songs, here we've got a chill lo-fi track centered around a slow, muffled horn sample which loops through almost the whole song. This loop is backed up by slightly crunchy electric piano chords, deep bass, and a softly plucked guitar melody. The verse comes in with artfully auto-tuned vocals and that genre-defining lo-fi hip-hop percussion, which actually gets more of a trap angle as the song goes on. The one might expect the song to get repetitive with that horn looping throughout, but changes in percussion and vocal timbre keep interest up, not to mention the wide variations in melody. Plus, the repeated vocal melodies, particularly the chorus, actually work in counterpoint to the looping sample in a really catchy way. Still, we do get a break from that loop during the instrumental break at the end, where it's replaced with a soft and groovy guitar solo. All in all, if you're the kind of person who doesn't get distracted by vocals, this is a great song to put on loop when you've got an essay due and need to focus. Way is kind of like the halfway point between Jazz Bar by Dreamcatcher and Stigma by V from BTS. Stigma definitely has the right dark atmosphere and trap percussion elements and even uses horn samples to foul its chorus, while Jazz Bar adds in a more upbeat vibe. I'd say it's about 70% of the way to Stigma, 30% of the way to Jazz Bar. So if you're into Jazz Bar and Stigma, definitely give Way a listen. Let's hear song 5! 
Our fifth song today is When the Time Goes By by Common Ground, garnering 5.4k views on Still Music Entertainment. Starting off with jazzy cymbals, groovy bass, and electric piano chords, you may assume this would be an R&B track. However, when the stronger drums, electric guitar chords, and slightly throaty vocals come in, it becomes clear that this song is more of a jazz-rock fusion. Like, maybe 60% jazz and 40% soft rock? That shifts more to 75%, 25% during the choruses, though, as the vocals shifts into a falsetto and the horns come in to fill out the instrumental. Though that guitar solo during the second verse definitely pushes that ratio back more in favor of soft rock. Really, that push and pull between the genres is a big feature of this song, with everything from vocal timbre to instrumentation affecting how the song can be categorized at any given point. Verses and guitar-heavy parts tend to feel more soft rock, but the brassy choruses and saxophone solo are more jazzy, you know? It's definitely a great choice if you're into both of those genres. Since the playing of genres is such a notable part of When the Time Goes By, I'm gonna recommend it based on one soft rock K-pop song and one jazz K-pop song. When the Time Goes By is like if you put Sorry by the Rose and Full Moon by Sunmi into a blender and set it to chop. The verses remind me a lot of Sorry, especially in how the drums are mixed a bit softer and how the electric guitars aren't, like, overdriven, but then the horns and rhythm of the courses are a lot more like Full Moon. Plus, When the Time Goes By has a somewhat dark atmosphere that's darker than Sorry, but not as dark as Full Moon, so, like, it's between the two. So if you're into Sunmi and the Rose, you might get a kick out of When the Time Goes By. Last but not least, let's hear our sore thumb song. Our sort of thumb song today is Money 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 by Park Hyun-ho, ex-member of a boy group Top Dog, currently at 17k views on One the K and just 500 views on Park Hyun-ho's official YouTube channel. Since trot is a genre that usually heavily features horns, I felt this hornless trot song would make a fitting choice for today's sort of thumb song. Or, well, it's close enough to hornless. There are some harsh mid-tone synths in there which kind of play the same role in the songs horns usually do, but they don't seem to be actually trying to directly mimic horns, you know? They're not synth horns. These knot horns start off strong but are quickly dampened to make way for a little bit of guitar in the opener, before fading back in over steady bass kicks over the start of the chorus, accompanied by Park Hyun-ho's strong warbling trot vocals, of course. From there, the instrumental fills out a bit more with hi-hats and harsh synths which slide up and down on each upbeat, adding a bouncy feel. Apart from the EDM buildup in the pre-choruses and swapbacks of a more subdued style in the second verse, this is pretty much the instrumental for the rest of the song. In a way, this feels like a combination of contemporary trot and non-trot EDM-based K-pop songs, though it has the coke-key vocal technique and upbeat emphasizing rhythm which define contemporary trot, the verse pre-chorus chorus song structure and harsher synth choices wouldn't be out of place in a mainstream boy group comeback. For a song from a boy group member turned trot singer, I guess it's only fitting. We're all tired of me recommending trot songs as, oh, it's like a trot version of X song, but until I complete my mission of brainwashing everyone in the Western K-pop fandom into listening to trot with me, that's the comparison style we're all gonna have to live with. Anyway, Money 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 is like a trot version of Miro by Stray Kids. It's not a super great comparison, but the use of steady bass kicks during the more chill parts of Miro's instrumental remind me a bit of Money Money Money's verses. They have somewhat similar pre-course buildups too, and heck, even the synth lead in Miro's beat drop is kinda sorta not really like the harsh up and down synth in Money Money Money. So I guess if you like Miro and are looking to get into Trot, Money 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 is a good place for you to start. Now that we've heard the whole playlist, let's interview today's guest star. 
Those who know the deep Primms playlist lore know that before I was making a K-pop podcast, I was making K-pop mashups. It's always so interesting to think about the similarities between different songs, and when you hear those songs put together into their own fresh new piece of music, well, it's super satisfying. This episode, I wanted to talk more about K-pop mashups from how they're made to the community surrounding them. I'm very excited to introduce today's interviewee, Alex, a K-pop mashup creator under the name Normal Smasher. Like last interviewee, Nugu Promoter, Alex was much more comfortable doing this interview over text. So just like last time, Alex's answers will be read by my dad, Jack, also known as Infozar. Introduce yourself, dad. Hi, I'm Jack. I'm Prim's dad. I uh, stream magic on Twitch at Infozar. That's I-N-F-O-X-C-Z-A-R. Come see some magic. We'll have fun. All right, let's get into the interview. When did you first start making K-pop mashups? What inspired you to start? I started in spring 2019, and I feel like it was a very random decision. I had been listening to mashups for around 10 years, and I had also been practicing making some, even though they were really bad. However, this time I wanted to try it with K-pop instead of English pop, and that's how I found this new passion. I was, and still am, super inspired by Pop Danthology and DJ Earworm because of their amazing year-end mega mixes. I think my mixing style is like this thanks to them. We do share similar characteristics. People that inspired me to start making K-pop mashups are mainly Miggy Smalls and The Monkey Squad. They made me think, oh, mashups can also sound cool with K-pop songs. So yeah, that's pretty much why I started this channel. How do you choose what songs go into a mashup? Hmm, I don't really have, like, a method. I just add whatever my mind comes up with while listening to a song. I normally base mashups and mega mixes off of a single song, so listening to just that makes me get a ton of combination ideas that I can use in the mix. Then, of course, if the song has a very different key or BPM, I would have to ditch it and think of other songs that fit better. What problems do you run into most when making a mashup? Like I was talking before, I can think that a song fits, but when I go to the mixing, it might sound awkward, or the quality is really bad, or there's overlapping voices. There's a lot of possible issues, and yeah, key and BPM can also be one of those, but I usually know if the song has a big difference on any of those values before mixing. In conclusion, I would say the biggest issues are quality and overlapping voices. How would you describe the K-pop mashup community? Though K-pop mashup creators are obviously K-pop fans, are there any differences between the K-pop mashup community and the rest of the K-pop fandom? I think the community that K-pop mashup artists make is a really friendly and cool one. At least, I've been able to meet other mashup artists that I know I consider super good friends. I'm very happy that I joined the community. We also help each other a lot with feedback, tips, and stems, especially on our Discord server, Let's Mash It Up. About the fans, or non-creators, in the community, they are really supportive and appreciate the work of everyone. Like in normal K-pop, there's obviously that tiny part that discredits your work and leaves negative comments, but we can't really do much about that. You're well known for your unique video editing style, and I speak from personal experience when I say that mashups with fully edited videos tend to do better numbers-wise. Why is video editing such an important part of K-pop mashups? The visual part of a video is omega important to me, like I can't stress this enough. I feel like a lot of mashup creators don't see this the same way I do and tend to underrate the video editing part of the whole product. The visuals help the viewer connect with the music a lot more, at least for me. A cool transition can make a beat drop way more impressive. Good editing can make the viewer want to stay watching. I really do think it's an important aspect of a video because a simple video with just plain cuts can be very boring in my opinion, mainly because the viewer has already seen that. There's no new element brought into the video. 
Imagine creators often have to struggle with copyright issues. Do you have any copyright horror stories? Most of my videos get demonetized, but that's pretty much it. None of my videos have gotten blocked, fortunately. However, it's still painful when you can't earn money from something you've worked on for a long time. Luckily, some companies have decided to share revenue instead of just taking all the money for them, so I'm super, super thankful they appreciate my work this way. One example would be JYP Entertainment. Most of my shared revenue claims are from them. Those who listen to this podcast on Patreon know that you were actually contacted by SM Entertainment for their fan-creator-focused Pink Blood initiative. Do you think companies are becoming more friendly towards fan creators such as mashupers, especially copyright-wise? As I was saying, companies seem to start appreciating mashups in a way and let us earn some benefit from it. However, one that shocked me a lot recently has to do with my hot sauce mega mix. SM Entertainment, the company behind NCT, which is the group I was mixing songs of, literally saw my video and shared it on their Pink Blood TikTok account. I was so confused because SM usually posts fan-made stuff there, like dance covers, singing covers, guitar versions, but never a mashup. The video also doesn't have any copyright claims, even if the company watched the video themselves. This made me extremely happy because it meant that they appreciate my hard work, which is something I definitely wouldn't have expected knowing how companies looked at mashups. Last question, just for fun, what mashup are you proudest of? I think I would pick my 2020 mega mix called 2020 Can't Stop Me. That video is a result of three plus months of hard work, which included a lot of stress and anxiety, but I also really enjoyed the process. It ended up surprisingly much better than I expected, so I'm very happy with the result. You can find Normal Smasher on his YouTube channel of the same name, as well as on Instagram as at Normal Smasher. If you're into super hype, super intense mashups and mega mixes with a ton of songs in them, you'll definitely like his stuff. And again, a huge thank you to my dad for voicing Alex's part of the interview. You can find him at twitch.tv slash I-N-F-O-X-C-Z-A-R. There's just one more thing to take care of before we end today's show. It's time to spin the wheel of segments. And this week's segment is... Lightning Round. Lightning Round is the segment where I cover the songs I left on the cutting room floor. Let's lay out some ground rules. 20 songs to review. 10 words each, not counting introducing the song. Songs will be listed in ascending order of favoritism, and for efficiency's sake, only the last one will be represented on the YouTube playlist. Basically, it's a music review speed one. Let's start the segments. Ready, set, go. Number 20. Gilchi by Sky Min Hyuk. 7.7k views on GRDL. Shiny-sounding electronic trap with strong autotune and chiptune inspirations. Number 19, Call My Name by Fairy Blue, 13k views on Music and New, a powerful girl group concept backed by choppy vocal samples. Number 18, Everything Is Because of You by Choi, 180 views on Local High Records and 2400 views on Warner Music Korea, an echoey electric piano ballad which swaps the distorted R&B. Number 17, Ember by Ember Records, 17.8k views on One The K. Collaborating artists show their strengths in this determined trap song. Number 16, Joker by BA, 580 views on Music and New. A striking combination of funky, chill lo-fi with harsh vocals. Number 15, Fire by Kim Young Kyung, 870 views on Music and New. A mix of fittingly powerful vocals and ironically underwater vibes. Number 14, About Summer by Luli Lee, 14.5k views on Magic Strawberry Sound and 4k views on Genie Music. Her signature, bassy, soft neutro style, perfect for summer nights. 
Number 13, Why Don't You Know by Aiden featuring Kit. 750 views on Music and New. Waltz time R&B with echoing percussion and a deep bass line. Number 12, Balloon by Tapion. 1,000 views on Music and New. Triplet rhythms and loving, hopeful vibes like a BTS B-side. Number 11, ESP by General So. Like if a secret 13th Luna member released City Pop. Number 10, Jang Sanbom by Somang featuring Lamia Music. 2.5k views on Flending and 27k views on Somang's official YouTube channel. Imagine Kill This Love in Somang's orchestral traditional fusion style. Number 9, Yuhi by Nell. 24.7k views on One the K. An ambient soft rock ballad with great low trip vibes. Number 8, Wii U by Kitty B featuring Yu Sangha. 6,000 views on Genie Music and 100 views on Local High Records. Retro revival reminiscent of Doja Cat and Weekend by Taeyeon. Number 7, Summer Night by Roa produced by Knockloud. 2.2k views on Ogam Entertainment and 200 views on Knockloud's official YouTube channel. Euphoric, soaring EDM with a sweet voice and spacey synths. Number 6, Hit Me Up by Taewoo, 24k views on One The K. Campfire Ready Acoustic Guitar accompanies electric guitars and funky bass. Number 5, Two Yesterday by Nam Seira, 5.3k views on Warner Music Korea. Cute and upbeat singing alongside pizzicato plucks and orchestral strings. Number 4, Call You Out by Alo, 2.5k views on Warner Music Korea. Transitions from echoey synthy EDM to a funky, choppy drop. Number 3, One Night by Tom Nerd featuring Tabe 2 and V Et. 1,000 views on this venue. Upbeat EDM with road trip vibes at a breakneck pace. Number 2, Painted Love by Megamax. 50k views on Warner Music Korea and 31k views on Megamax's official YouTube channel. Don't Wanna Cry by Seventeen meets Shangri La by Vix. And number 1, Freezy Vogue by Freezy Bone featuring Yu Yu Milan, 2100 views on Super Sound Bugs. A dark, powerful anthem combining traditional instruments and EDM elements. And with that, we end episode 13 of Primam's Playlist Season 3. If you enjoyed this episode, check out the original songs at bit.ly slash pmp underscore s3e13. All letters capital, all numbers numerals. If you want to say hello, you can find me on Instagram at primms underscore playlist, Twitter at playlistprim, or the official Primems Playlist YouTube channel. Links to everything can be found at linktree slash primsplaylist. That's linktr.ee slash primmsplaylist. Primems Playlist is a proud member of BrainRot Presents. For more information, visit brainrotpresents.wixsite.com slash landing. If you'd like to support our podcast, consider donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash brainrot underscore prsnts. Only $2 a month for Discord access and longer episodes, $5 a month for in-episode shoutouts and early episodes, plus bonuses for all our other podcasts. Shoutout to our $5 plus tier Patreon supporters Adrian Frisbee, Saffron, Emery Silvers, Jupiter McIntyre, Prozac Haven, Dylan Bochamp, Connor Fox, Jan Maloney, Sean Locke, Crow, Olive Oldwolf, Juno, Ollie Skiance, Mordecai Sennett, Aaron Sabo, and Morgan Patterson. You make this podcast possible. Thanks for jamming with me today.